everybody to show number 83 of the White Rose Resistance Hour with Stuart Howe. I am indeed your host, Stuart Howe. And uh, it's with a heavy heart that I let you know that today is is our last show for the White Rose Resistance Hour. I'd like to thank uh, thank RBN and John Stadmiller posthumously for, for allowing me this platform for almost two years. It's been uh, a privilege, it's been fun, it's been great to bring you all the wonderful guests that I've been able to bring in with the help of our mutual friend, Casey Whalen of North Idaho Exposed. And it's been great to uh, be able to rant and rave and get the word out about some important topics, some goings on in the world and up here in Northern Idaho in particular. It's a little chilly up here. Uh, winter is trying to creep up on us. So if you hear a little hum come up in the background, that's my heater. I will try to turn it off, but if it's too cold, I just may leave it running. It should be a small thing. But, uh, yeah, it's been a wonderful run here, and I'm going to miss being able to come on and, and chat with you folks. Uh, RBN has a an amazing audience, and I really appreciate being on here for a while. If you can, uh, go ahead and support RBN. They're one of the last places where people can speak freely. You know, it's uh, weapons-free on the microphone. And we are, you know, we are being attacked around the world uh, as a free people in a lot of different ways. The rollout of this whole new world order with this genocide that's going on, this, uh, you know, breakdown of the economy, of the health systems, of education, of uh, rule of law and accountability, and the control of media, the lies and deception that are prevalent. We're up against it, so uh, having a place like RBN is very important, so please please support them. So I've got a great guest holding in the green room. Before I, I bring her on, i just uh, going to search my heart and see if there's anything that I haven't said over the past two years that I'd really like to say. I guess I'd like to encourage everybody to be willing to take stock of what we're really up against. Uh, I've had the privilege of the ability to do a lot of research, to learn how to do research, to learn how to use the trivium method of truth discovery, and really get a pretty good read on the broad strokes of what's going on. And I'll tell you, it's daunting. But at the end of the day, I'm an optimist. I think that uh, a lot of people are going to have to be faced with some pretty horrific personal circumstances before they really are are slapped into awareness and to come around and be willing to take a stand and uh, speak up and act up against all this. So if you're here listening to the show, you're on your way to, uh, to being part of the solution because um, at the end of the day, if we're each and every one of us, if we're not part of the solution, we're part of the problem. And this small handful of uh, psychopaths and scoundrels uh, can really only get away with this stuff if we let them. So if there's another mass mandate or lockdown, I, I just hope everybody can rise up and just say, no, we're not going to do this and, and confront the order followers and just uh, not be compliant and complicit. So I love you guys. It's been a good it's been a good couple years here. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on our guest. I'll let her introduce herself. She is uh wide awake and aware, a researcher who is uh was is dealing with a situation in, in a in a very admirable way. Her name is Becky Williams. Uh Becky, are you with us? I am with you, Stuart. Thank you for the introduction. And your intro was uh, well said. Thank you. 
Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, let if you could, uh, please. You pick some great topics for us to to go into. If you could, just let the people out there in the RBN audience know who you are, and then we'll take it from there. All right. My name is Becky Williams. I'm known as the Truth Stinger. I was on air for about three years with Bobby Ritter on Rage Against the Regime. I've done thousands of podcasts. This is how I met Casey. I've done several shows with Casey Whalen. Uh, I love you, brother. If you're listening, I want you to know what you've done is amazing. And uh, you always hold a place in my heart as, uh, as a researcher and, and a journalist. You're, you're amazing. But I ran for governor in the state of Texas some years ago. It's been three elections now. And so has this just gone past. And, of course, I didn't win. I ran as an independent under uh, pro, uh, my, my preference was secession. And uh, I don't need to tell you the feds didn't like me making that kind of noise. So I got a couple of visits from them uh, telling me that I needed to cease and desist my pursuance of secession in Texas. Texas is really unique, Stuart, in that we used to be um, a part of Mexico. And when we broke away from Mexico, we did so uh, with money. We didn't steal Mexico. We didn't steal territory. Uh, we tracked Santa Ana down, and, and after his, um, his character, much like what we face today, was to pillage, to rape, kill, steal, destroy, he treated people horribly um, as a dictator, a uh, communist regime, if you will. And uh, the people got tired of it, and they, and they split Mexico. Uh, when they found him, they gave him two options. The option was, we can kill you now, we're going to take the territory, or we'll pay you for the, the deed and the title uh, to the property in which we we're going to lay claim to, and you're going to go away, and your soldiers are going to stop doing what they do to people, and and you're going to be silent. And so we bought the property, and at that time I think it was five million dollars, which would be the equivalent to billions today. Uh, but that's the real story. So when Laraz is rearing its ugly head and saying, you know, the white man stole this or stole that, we didn't steal anything. We fought for it. We conquered him. And then we paid him for it, which was unheard of. Uh, he should have been slain, in my opinion, for the things that he had done. But we've had some problems here with the Bushes in the state of Texas. And uh, one of their own is the land commissioner here. And one of the icons of that battle I just spoke about was Santa Ana, was in San Antonio, and it was the Alamo. And so the Bushes so graciously have handed the Alamo over while the statues were being destroyed across the country that had anything to do with white people, basically slavery. I'm throwing some quotation marks up here because that's a misnomer. Uh, we've all been enslaved. We're all still slaves, Stuart. We've, we've, we've never come out of slavery. You know that, right? You, you preach that, don't you, brother? Yes, We're absolutely. We're in slavery. We're enslaved. We are enslaved by some sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissistic, demonic, in my opinion, uh, waste individuals, and just a handful of them, and they mock us, and, and they're doing horrible things to us. But anyway, the Bush uh, people uh, decided that they would turn the the, uh, the Alamo over to the U.N. So in Texas, uh, they have uh, tried to destroy everything that would represent a republic or a sovereign uh, state of Texas. So they're doing everything they can to keep us from separating. And when I said we're unique here, we have our own Bill of Rights, our own Declaration of Independence, and our own Constitution before we were forced at the end of a bayonet by the communist Lincoln and his thug masters uh, to disperse in Congress and to um, to step away from secession. So I wasn't the first person to uh, be threatened by a federal government about uh, preaching for secession or separation. For those of you who may not know what, what secession is, it's a separation. Uh, it's We're no longer in, in an amicable relationship with the federal government. It's become toxic. It's become deadly. And uh, it's time for us to 
stand up again, like Stuart said, and say, you know what, we're not doing this anymore. We're just not going to do it anymore. In a bad relationship, Stuart, no matter whether it's personal or business or with what we face with what people think is their government, when you're in a bad relationship and it becomes toxic, what are you supposed to do? What do we do with that? Exit. Absolutely. That absolutely, it's you're no longer on the same page. Uh, it's destructive. It's not healthy, and it's time for you to go your separate ways. And we're long past time to go our separate ways, in my opinion. We have a real, very real problem right now that we're facing, and it's genocide. You said the word, and it's genocide. And they want to kill not just one race, but right now in particular. The white race is under attack globally. We're being blamed and have been blamed for over a century for anything and everything that's gone wrong in the world. And that's simply not the truth. But we have our own people apologizing for things they never did. How insane is this, Stuart? Let me ask you this. How insane is it for us, you, me, taxpayer Bob, I, you know, whoever you are out there, just the common man, how insane is it for you to be punished for something government entities or agencies are doing to cause disparity to another group of people? How insane is that that you should pay for that? Yeah, that's, uh, that's par for the course, the way that they'll roll out any kind of a tool to divide and conquer and to shift the blame away from themselves, uh, you know, myself being a straight white, a straight white male, in particular, oh, I you're absolutely. In trouble. Yeah, the reason that I think they're targeting the white white people is they know that if they do face any opposition, this of a meaningful caliber, it'll be from uh, you know what probably is most easily described as. Uh, you know, Christian-leaning, morality-based, European ancestry type of people like we have in North America. And if they can can get rid of that element of of the families, you know, the the family structure and the, you know, that element, they're a lot safer. Plus, you know, it allows them to put us all at odds much more easily. So, yeah, absolutely, Becky. Uh, You as a white woman, me as a white male— we're definitely in the crosshairs because we, uh, we, uh, you know, are a significant threat as a whole. Uh, we're still armed to a large degree, so yeah, you're absolutely right. I believe we. Well, you know, honestly, about nine years ago, maybe ten now, I did a radio show. I was very involved in exposing the genocide in particular the white genocide that was taking place in South Africa and had been at that time for about 23 years. And when I say the word genocide, most people think genocide only comes in the form of death. Genocide is several things. There's many components to it, and I would encourage anyone listening to please go look up the original articles of genocide 1943, that's what you need to look up because they've revised them as we have gotten more vocal about the genocide that's taking place, in particular against white people. They decided a couple of years ago at the U.N. that it, it needed revision. The treaty needed revised. And the people who are now excluded from crying out for racism are the very people that can't file in a court of law in this country a uh, racism suit, and that would be the white race. Whites and Christians have been excluded in the new revised uh, Articles of Genocide, according to the UN. You can go look their new revised version of it up on their website, and and it's very disturbing. They're being they're being very open and blatant with what they're doing to the white race in particular. No other race would stand for what's going on. And at the risk of sounding like a racist, because, you know, that's what they do. They throw that out there if we cry out about it. Obviously, I'm, I'm a Nazi or, or I'm a fascist or I'm racist. 
And I couldn't be further from the truth. I have a very well-blended family. However, I'm not going to be quiet about what's going on. So I interview Sunette Bridges about what's going on in South Africa. And in South Africa, they now have less than 4 million whites. Let that resonate. Less than 4 million. The people who are going in and targeting is farmers and landowners that are white, and they are brutal when they murder them. And the people that are going in and doing this is um, the government's henchmen, and that's going to be their policemen and their military. And they creep in on the farms at night, and they commit the most heinous act against against these people of violence before they actually kill them most of the time. There's torture involved. There's a lot of hatred there. And these, uh, these murderers are, are being well-paid and, and uh, compensated for what they're doing to the white race over there. I approached government with Afroform here in the United States a couple of years ago. And with the, um, the Koi King, who was the original landowner in the South Africa's, and over there, they have a tribal battle going on with who owned what, just like we have everywhere in the world. Uh, but the, uh, the, the king came over to America and was actually asking for the approval because this is where we are, y'all. The U.N. has to give approval for secession. This is important because I opened with that, secession. So a wow. foreign body of people... This king had to apply and appeal to the, the sympathy of the heart of our Congress right here in America to stand with him before the U.N. and give him permission for his people to take some of their land back. And what he wanted to do was to give a safe haven to the white farmers that are being slaughtered, because y'all remember this, this is... You go into the stores right now, the shelves are, are starting to look very barren. They're driving the price of food. Bill Gates is the largest landowner now for farmland in America because while they keep us distracted with this thing and this thing, they're in the shadows doing that thing and that thing, which are of detriment to us. And so they've been telling our farmers for years what they can grow. And in Africa, those people in that desolate land that grows so little, they're being destroyed, murdered, killed. They're taking their property away from them, forcing them off of it if they haven't already murdered them and taken it. And this is their food source. And it's not just for South Africa. That's a food source for the other regions around it. So what they're doing is destroying the food source. People that know how to grow their food. This is devastating. Well, they're doing the same thing here, but what they've done, we've had farmers commit suicide. Let's go ahead and paint the picture for what it is, because they thought that they could take better care of their families in death with the compensation from a life insurance policy, because they were losing their land, and they were losing their farm equipment, and the feds were stopping them on the road and making them dump their produce and tell them, no, you can't sell that. We told you you can't grow that. You can't sell your whole milk. You can't make that cheese. It's not homogenized. It's not this and that. Stuart, let me ask you a question. Do you know who Obama appointed to the FDA when he was Uh, in office? It was the the on-again, off-again head of Monsanto? Yes, sir. Ding, ding, ding. You win. If you hear a knock on the door, it's a free pizza. I just hit you one. You're exactly <laughs> right, Stuart. What is, yeah. How insane is that? Well, it really, it really is how insane. How insane is it? We've got a break coming up here. You'll <clears throat> you'll hear the music coming up. This this is a great example. And there's, uh, as you know, uh, better than most people, there's a million examples of the revolving door between these Machiavellian corporations and government. It really, really shows their <clears throat> their agenda. So, hey, we're going to go to break here. Becky, stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back on the other side of the break with the last show for the White Roses at Truth Hour in RBN. 
folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. And knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Last episode of the White Rose Resistance Hour with Stuart Howe. I'm Stuart Howe, and I'm joined by Becky Williams on the line with us. And before we went to break, we were talking about the uh, our uh, wonderful federal government and how their uh, agenda can be seen by things like uh, the revolving door between Monsanto and that uh, sort of operation and the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, we've got the Big Pharma and the AMA. The Secretary of Treasury uh, occasionally, you know, having uh, connections to the Federal Reserve banking system and the direction that the whole country has been going and indeed the whole world has been going shows an agenda that is absolutely horrifying. It is slavery. Government is slavery. And these people are psychopathic predators. They are pedophiles. We've seen uh, evidence of that on and off. And Becky, why is it so difficult for people to come to terms with what we're facing so that they can then take a stand? And and how do we help change that? question that just whacked my nerves uh, when I was on air. And I prayed a lot about it. I know some of you people that are listening may not believe in prayer or may believe in prayer. Don't be offended. I'm going to go there for a minute. And one morning I woke up, and there were three words on my heart, Stuart, uh, to answer that question for me, because I didn't understand why Oath Keepers weren't keeping their oath, but they were pounding their chest telling me how it meant 
the same today, tomorrow, and forever for them, that they had a lot of pride in the oath they took, but they weren't collectively coming together to exercise their right to that oath. And I just didn't understand it. I was gobsmacked by it. And I couldn't understand why the general population who knows these things are happening, but they want us to be quiet. I have someone who lives in my household, and if I start to become vocal and we might happen to be in public, uh, she'll shush me, which is very aggravating to me because I don't want to be quiet about it. And, and I don't want to be overly loud, but I do not want to be quiet and, 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 if I'm offending someone and they're offended by it, then maybe you're not doing what you need to be doing because you should be offended by what's happening, not by the fact that I'm speaking out. And so on my heart, I woke up. There were three words, subordination, fear, and complacency. And those three words defined, explain why we're where we are. Subordination, the first thing that's done to an individual, whether they're in law enforcement or they're in the military, is to browbeat them until they become very submissive to their superior, okay, subordinate to their superior. And in order to achieve the next level of, of uh, accomplished accolade, whether it's, a, you know, becoming an officer or moving your way up the ranks, uh, it from private to, you know, sergeant or whatever, you have to be a subordinate type personality. And so this, the, who, who do they say our president is? They say he's what? Commander and what? Chief of what? Right. Yes. Commander and chief of our military. That's his official title. Commander and chief of the military. So not over the people. Over the military, that's really, truly the title initially given. So, so these people get out of the military and finally wake up and realize that they didn't fight for my right. They didn't fight for my freedom. Because if that were true, I wouldn't be dealing with the tyranny. I wouldn't have wide open borders. I wouldn't have white genocide. We wouldn't be targets in our own country. We wouldn't have the tyranny that's so rampant here. And so God revealed that to me in the subordination and fear, fear. Common man is fear. The Bible said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but one of courage. A bold spirit, that's what was implemented in us. We're taught to fear things. And so if we don't pay our taxes, which, by the way, we can go there, and there's a video that, that gives validity to this in a congressional hearing. We had an IRS head of the IRS when asked by Congress, it is indeed voluntary, and we wouldn't want to make the voluntary taxpayer angry now, would we? And he said, yes, it is voluntary. So if we don't pay our taxes, we're afraid they're going to throw us in jail and take everything we own, garnish our wages, freeze our bank account. They, bury, they have done those very things. And many, many yeah, people. Have. Just a heads up, we'll hear the music come up. So this is fear. a short segment. We'll be back with a long segment on the other side, and we can unpack this more. But you're absolutely right. I mean, they rule by uh, the falsehood that there is a, no, a nobility and a peasantry element, that there are masters, that there are betters. <laughs> and uh, and it's just not true. I mean, it's, Those it's just, are very true. Uh, you're, you're so right. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're absolutely correct. Yeah, that's the whole underlying Go falsehood. Ahead, yeah, no, you, you're exactly right. And that is the whole underlying falsehood is that they're bringing back a feudal system, uh, a neo-feudalism. And they uh, are just uh, every day they're trying to shore up this falsehood that they are a ruling class and have the divine right of, of a ruling class to rule over a peasantry or a subject class, the same way that you described in the military, uh, they do the same thing. Hey, we'll be right back on segment. The White Road Christmas Hour here on RBS. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. 
standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be the bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belong to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son, if your plans were undone. Cause you were bred for humanity And sold to society One day you'll wake up In the present day A million generations Removed from expectations Of being who you really want to be Skating away, skating away, skating away on the thin ice of a new day. All right, welcome back, folks. So as you push off from the show, welcome back to this, the final show for the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBN. And I'm here with our guest, Becky. And hey, Becky, uh, do you have any? Any other thoughts on what we were talking about before the break? Because we do have a call in. We have a caller uh, holding, but uh, I definitely wanted to tie up anything that we had floating around before the break. Anything you can think of that you know, to tie up the thoughts before the break? Yeah. Yeah, yeah please. Quick, there were three words I gave you the first two. The third word is complacency. If If we can't smell it, feel it, touch it, desire it for ourselves it seems as though it's unimportant or not as important 
In other words, if you have the flu and I say, man, Stuart, I'm sorry you're sick. There's anything I can do for you, you know, please let me know. But you're the one who's going to suffer through the fever. You're the one who's suffering through uh, the illness or the shedding. And even though I know what it's like, it's not mine. I don't own it. So you hear a lot of people in my neck of the woods who will say, well, if they get in my yard, well, they are, they're in your yard. The yard is your country. The yard is your state. It's the vicinity in which you live outside of the box that you call your home. And we need to all treat this country that way and our countrymen as though they're our family, not just someone that's passing us by on the street. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in order for us to come together collectively, we're going to have to have that mindset. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, people have told me, well, it doesn't affect me. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You use money, don't you? Look at what's happened to the value of your money. Yeah. You know, you work two to three uh, months a year to give profit to the Federal Reserve Banking System. So, yeah. yeah, it absolutely does affect everybody. But they brought this stuff in with incrementalism. They brought it in, you know, and it's just gotten worse and worse. And and you're exactly right with uh, the whole idea of people You just can't be submissive anymore. I mean, you just you can't. Yeah the problem by just putting your head down and saying it's not your responsibility because at the end of the day we're all going to pay a price for the amount that we've acquiesced to this evil you know the only thing can i say this Stuart? can i yes, say one please. thing before i forget because you bring up very valid point there here's here's the thing your your fear is misplaced and i'm not talking about you i'm talking in general man's fear is misplaced you should fear more the fact that you're busting your crab butt to get over there and put food on the table that has no real nutritional value at this point and it's full of poisons and that you're looking at a child that you and God and your spouse created or you were fortunate enough to, to adopt and, and that baby is being poisoned. You're poisoning that baby. You don't mean to be poisoning that child, but you're poisoning that child. And in a minute, you might be at St. Jude's with that child because of that food that you gave them at that table. This is how evil these people are that we're dealing with. They know this. The chemtrails that you see in the air, the weaponized Operation Popeye, please look it up. If you're a naysayer about chemming, just look up Operation Popeye. It's been declassified. This is your Air Force that is dropping chemicals from the sky into your your skin pores, the food you eat, the soil to grow the food, the animals that you're, you know, the plants you're foraging, the animals you, you may go deer hunting or duck hunting or dove hunting, whatever it is, everything is being poisoned. If they're not putting in the food and water, they're making sure they're dropping it from the sky. At what point do you take that fear and turn that fear into courage. The fear you should fear is the fact that you're allowing this to happen. Be more afraid that you're going to let this happen than being afraid to, to confront the very bodies that are doing this to us. Please stand up and, and redirect your fear. Yeah, absolutely, because a lot of people that's, aren't taking account of the, you know, the fact that we're going to pay a price not only for what we do, but what we fail to do. And, um, yeah, very, very yeah. true. Hey, let's bring Chance in. We have a caller. His name is Chance. He's in West Virginia holding on line three. Chance, are you with us? Yes. Hello, Stuart. Uh, I'm sorry to hear this is going to be your last show. Uh, Becky, i I got to say to you, I admire your attitude and your outspokenness. But let me tell you something about me. I also sense a little frustration, and, you, and I'll tell you why, because that's how I feel. I've been trying to wake people up, Becky, for 32 years. I'm 62 years old right now. I've been trying for 32 years. At this point now, I'm done, finished, completed with people. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm throwing in the towel. 
I will fight to the death for only myself and my loved ones at this point now. I've tried every method imaginable to wake people up to what's going on. I've tried everything, every even to the point of shaming them for their inaction. Nothing seems to work. People just want to complain. They want to just talk. But when push comes to shove, they do nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying, Becky? Yes. And, and, I, and I, I do. I know yes, exactly and it doesn't mean... It, listen, it doesn't mean I'm giving up. Oh, no, I'm not a quitter. But, like I said, I'm done, finished, completed with people now. I will only fight for my loved ones and people who mean something to me. The rest, so all this talk about, well, you've got to spread the word, you've got to do your duty. That, right now at, this, at my age now, that goes in one ear and out the other. Because I've been there, like I said, for 32 years. But nevertheless, Becky, I admire your attitude. I admire your spunk. And Stuart, you got a good guess there. I admire this woman. But I just felt, Becky, that I had to say this because I know you've probably been there too. I I have and I am. I'm at that same point of frustration. I've spent a lot of years and a lot of time, and what most people don't understand is um, for for an avid researcher and a truth teller, a truth stinger. That's my handle. Um, yep. I've given up the most valuable thing I have in life to try to help my fellow brother and sister. You know what that is? And what is? did you it's get? Time. And what did you get for it, Becky? It's my time. Once it's gone, it's gone. Well, I've, I've had the FBI knock on my door twice for it. <laughs> you know, okay. That's what I got. And can I ask, Becky, can I interrupt you for one minute, please? Now, when the FBI knocked on your door, did any of those people you tried to wake up come to your defense? I bet you they didn't, no, not they one didn't. single. No. There you go. No. See, now, Becky, that's no. what I mean about, that's what I mean about people. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to quit. I told you, I'm not a quitter. I'll fight to the death of the people I love, but only for the people I love. I've, I've gotten to that point. Right. Uh, I'm 62. I'm an old man now. Uh, the fight is in me, but the fight is more personal than it is for the public. The public, at this point... They're on their own. When I see what's going on, I see them not standing up. Now I walk away from them. I don't, I don't try to talk to them. Now, I'm not trying to discourage you, Becky, by any means. I'm not. I'm just telling you, oh, when you reach a certain age and you, you've, tried to, you've been doing this for all these years, you reach a breaking point, and I've, re I've reached mine. And with that, I'm going to let you go, but keep up the good work, Becky. And Stuart, uh, good luck in your future endeavors. Thank you very much, Chance. There he goes, everybody. Chance yeah, from West Virginia. Thank you. Yeah, you know, Chance, uh, he makes some great points, and I'm frustrated, too. And I, uh, you know, I kind of woke up uh, after 9-11 and started speaking out. And I really thought that once people you know, watched a couple of DVDs or did some research and saw what was going on, you know, they would, you know, for lack of a better term, wake up too. But the thing I've come to realize is that a lot of people are just ignorant, self-centered cowards. And it's like if, if you're in a house and there's an enemy taking over your neighborhood and you're trying to wake up the people in your house, I realize you can't wake somebody up when they're pretending to be asleep. And these people... Part of them knows, yes. but they, they don't want to address it because that would that would mean they have to do something about it. And they're cowards. They're ignorant cowards, and they're not even willing to speak up and risk being unpopular or being called a conspiracy theorist, let alone they're, they're not willing to take the money out of banks or stop shopping at, at uh, Walmart or to go to a city council meeting yes. or to take their kids out of school or to refuse uh, an in a lethal injection, you know, to save their BS job because they're afraid they can't get another job. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've given up on a lot of people too because every conversation for the most part comes around to them finally acknowledging when they just, when enough facts are put in their faces, they can't deny, they go, well, okay, you're right, but what are you going to do? I, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. So you know, it's sad. Um, 
a couple of years ago, Stuart, I had one of the most, in all of my endeavor and research and all the horrible things that I've come across and learned, the knowledge, a couple of things. One, and you spoke about it in your commercial a while ago, uh, knowledge is only powerful when it's applied. It's superfluous if you do nothing with it. And we have a lot of that going on. We've got a lot of people with a lot of knowledge and they really don't have a direction that they they feel they can take it to get to the next level to accomplish something meaningful with it. And I think that's a problem. They, they don't have a direction to take it. But a couple of years ago, I had a massive heart attack. I had a Widowmaker um, from NSAID. Uh, ibuprofen in particular, 100% blockage, aortic, it was a Widowmaker, a STEMI. And I live to tell this story, and I'm here today, but it was very um, horrifying for me because I'd had an accident where I shattered my teeth at work, and I hadn't, um, after fighting with the insurance, I hadn't been able to get them repaired. And so, uh, essentially, I looked like a meth head. And when I had my heart attack, they treated me like that based on the appearance of my, my teeth, my dental. And they left me in that heart attack for an hour and 36 minutes while they ran drug tests before they would do anything to help me. And that was a very frightening experience. Well, of course, what happened after that, um, there's other plans for my life. So I was in and out of the hospital a very brief period of time and recovered very quickly with minimal damage. But when they did an, um, uh, an investigation as to how it was treated in the emergency situation, they investigated themselves, called me in two weeks uh, after release, and told me that there was no wrongdoing at the hospital that day, even with the witness on the phone and one with me present who saw what they did. And I won't go into detail because it would take too long. But what happened was no attorney would touch it. Three things they would ask me when I would call. I said, um, they would ask me my age, my gender, and my race. And then I would be, I'm sorry, we can't take your case call. So after the frustration, I started digging and trying to find out why this might be happening to me because I knew if I was black or brown, uh, they would base it on racism and I'd have millions of dollars in my bank account. Now, no amount of money is going to change what happened to me, but what I did want to do is bring awareness so that they didn't murder or harm someone else intentionally with malfeasance, right? So I find out that in my state and subsequently 48 other states in this nation, no, 47, that the government had passed a law that says we can't sue for more than $250,000 even if death and damage occurs with malfeasance or malpractice. We can't sue the hospitals and doctors. And that was to protect the insurance companies. And then what I found out is whites are the only group of people in America, that can, and also in England, by the way, that cannot go before a judge and have it on the docket that they have been racially discriminated against in some manner. So we, we're the only group of, or class of people, group of people that we can't claim racism in a court of law even though it's open and blatant racism that we're experiencing right now. Affirmative action is a form of genocide. If you look it up, it very much is described in the Articles of Genocide as genocide. Affirmative action is to oppress one class and to lift another class up with false disparity being the claim for the, the correction. So we're paying for supposedly what government's doing to him, but the white people are the ones who are doing it. I just don't understand that insanity. So what I find is I keep researching, and I find an article, and I'm going to send it to you. And anyone listening, I would, I would ask you to go look this article up. You're going to find it on the World Socialist website. Let that resonate. World Socialist website. Boston Area Hospital to offer preferential care based on race, in particular, Stuart, Stuart in a cardiac event. Because of the great disparity medically with insurance companies, I have to die to correct the curve by giving them preference over me in a life or death situation. 
Y'all let that resonate. If you weren't motivated before now, and this should make anyone of any ethnicity absolutely furious, because guess what? You're next. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to do it to all of us. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we may be coming up on a break here. Yeah, we may be having a break. We'll hear the music come up. Uh, Sometimes we have a last break. Sometimes we don't. But um, in any case, I'd like to Please. let that, yeah, I mean, let that sink in. We are, we are definitely being, we're in trouble. Oh, great. Yeah, we're in trouble. They're coming after us. I want to thank Sam, our, our uh, studio producer here. And hey, what is, uh, what are some of the things we can do? And what, where are some of the places that people can go, Becky? to see your work because we're going to run out of time here. All right. I'm going to make this brief and I'm going to try to sum this up real quick. Number one, government is not who you think they are. They are the corporations that are running this and appointing who they want at the head of the helms, whether it's in your state, your district attorney, uh, your judges and, and in Congress and the president and vice president of the United States. Those are handpicked by the elitist in the world. And that's a fact. Do your own research. Prove me wrong. And I'll be happy to let you contact me and do a show with me. I'll refute you all day long on it because I've done the homework. So your government is the corporations. And those big corporations are the ones you need to really start dealing with. Take your money away from big corp. Stop sending your money. Stop paying for your own demise. That's the best advice I can give, Stuart, because they're not going to listen to us. They laugh at us. They mock us. Petitions are absolutely ineffective. It's a generic reply. They don't care, and they're not going to listen to you. But when you start hitting them in the pocketbook, they're going to pay attention. Stop doing what you're doing to support your own demise. Do your research. Know what they're up against, what you're up against and what they're doing to you. Yeah, and have alternative. Make them hurt. Alternative ways to take care of things, uh, whether it's food and resources yes. of that nature or medical care, yes. because as you point out, the corporations are really doing the, the work of these evil bastards. And one of the largest areas yes. of corporate activity is the medical industrial complex and the pharmaceutical industry. So yes, sir. I think that to divorce ourselves as much as possible from that situation, uh, you know, can only help. So I, I'm going to miss coming on air here, Becky. It's been really a good couple of years. I appreciate your coming on. Hey, where can people go to Thank see you, more Stuart. of your Thank work? You, yeah, my pleasure, Becky. I, I'm, I'm, Stuart, I'm going to bend your ear and try to talk you into hosting with me on another platform uh, because you were, you know, we were thrown together by Casey, and he did that for a reason. Uh, Casey, again, thank you. I love you, brother. Um, Y'all can reach me on Facebook. I'm Becky Williams. Uh, my profile picture looks like a girl with her finger or a straw up her nose. It's a sarcasm meme. Uh, but <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. Please look me up and friend me. Uh, shoot me a quick message that, you know, you listen to us on the show and you want to be one of my followers. Um, again, Stuart, I'm, I'm going to reach out to you if I can this week, if it's okay with you this coming week. And, if we can't put our heads together and see if there's another way we can be effective together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would be honored. I'd be happy to do exactly that. So thank you for coming on with me today. I really appreciate it. So, thank you. yeah. Uh, thank you. What, uh, you know, what are, are some of the final things you'd like to let the audience know about where we stand and maybe to encourage uh, them to speak up and not be complacent and, and you know, not, uh, be subservient to this agenda. Bear your fear. You know, put your fear in a different direction. If you don't know how to get rid of that fear, I walk without fear. And I didn't do that on my own accord. I'm going to go back to God and just say I woke up one morning and it was void in my life. Uh, when they show up at my door, I'm not afraid of them. Um, I know how to hold decorum with them that keeps them at bay and keeps me out of the chains and from behind the cell. Um, you guys have really got to make a tough decision here. You've got to make a call here. Here's what I can say. 
look at the government like the racist that caught you in the alleyway. What would you do to stop them from killing you or raping you or maiming you? Look at it like these big corporations have just yanked your child up by the hair of their head and drugged them into their house and slammed the door to keep you out because that's what they're doing. They're brainwashing them. They're, they're separating you and your children from the emotional tie and bond that keeps you together. So, so start looking at things like that. What would you do? That, there's your motivation. Your motivation isn't what they're doing for the whole world. It's what are they doing to you. And then take that energy and find like-minded people and stand up. It's time we stand up. Petitions don't work. Phone calls don't work. Emails don't work. We're going to have to do this collectively together. And if you come to someone like me and to Stuart, we'll find ways that we can do this in a positive fashion that's going to bring you to victory. We're not going to do it. We're not criminals. We're not vigilantes. But they're going to paint you like that. And just FYI, conspiracy theory was a term coined by the CIA. It's one of the ten yep. planks. It's called Hegel dialect. They're pointing yep. fingers at was, you. Uh, the victims. Right. For people that uh, maybe d uh, doubt that, they can pull up, uh, they can do a search on the Internet for CIA Memorandum 1035-960. And that is the memorandum in which it the is. CIA coined the term. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There it is. It's a. It's one of the ten planks. It's Hegel dialect. It's everything is not as it seems. Everything is the opposite. So while they're screaming disparity and and we're privileged, we're the ones that have been oppressed, and they're the ones that have benefited from that oppression. But they truly understand this, y'all. They truly believe what they think because they've been brainwashed to believe it's so. Perception is 99% of reality. Remember that while you're doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. That, I'm just gonna say, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, gonna, thank you, brother. I'm going to let Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, please feel free to reach out, call me, or text me. We'll get together um, next week or whenever you like, and I would be uh, honored and happy yeah. to be part of anything you put together. So I'm going to let you go and I'm going to, you know, kind of uh, wind down the show here, but thank you. Uh, thank you, Becky Williams. There she goes, everybody. All right. Well, this is my last couple moments on air here with RBN. And I just want to say thank you to my listening audience and to Sam, our in-house producer there in the studio at RBN. And thanks again to John Stadmiller posthumously. It's been a uh, really really great couple years here so thank you for the experience the opportunity i hope i've done some good bit of help a little bit i love you folks be strong be brave stand up speak out don't lay down to this i love you and hopefully uh you'll hear from me again before too long somewhere somehow take care Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. 
listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. True, true.